Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 383 of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Back in the garage, ATC has gone down. It's, you know, it happens sometimes, technology. We got the call from Aaron. We got a harried call from Aaron. A, <laughs> a harried call from Aaron 45 minutes ago saying the studio uh, is under siege. Yes. And, uh, by the Muppets. By the Muppets. <laughs> and we uh, can't use it. So uh, so uh, we are back in the garage. We're doing it old school. Old school. Mm-hmm. Just turn the air off. Yep. It's going to get hot and weird in here. Yeah. So, so uh, buckle up. Oh, no YouTube clips this week. Yes. <laughs> so there's no camera. Yeah, because there's no, yeah, no camera, no video. So, um, uh, but we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. So mm-hmm. Frank Pulaski, you can take the week off, buddy. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, so there's no bonus. There's no full video for the Patreon backers. Sorry, all that. Literally 45 minutes before we were going to record, Aaron called us and said the whole studio technically just, just crashed and we don't know what happens. But so. you're still getting a show. You're still getting a show, kids. The show goes on, mm-hmm. goddamn. Yeah, it. yeah. Show must go on. Um, and we're going to bring our guest here. It's first our first time, time guest. First time guest. Mm-hmm. A lot of first time guests we've been doing. Uh, I've known this gentleman for quite a long time. Stand up comic has done a million commercials. Has been on a million little TV shows. Has written. Has done exciting stuff. Yeah, uh, a few things. And uh, uh, also puts together uh, an amazing beach volleyball game with a bunch of That's middle-aged true. men. That's very true. true. <laughs> That's very true. That I play who, in. Who, on... who books that? <laughs> you want to get in? <laughs> Just as long as you don't take your shirt off, you're more than welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Strictly shirts only in this league. Uh, and you can't be that good. Shirts no. versus shirts? Yeah, it's a lot of shirts. <laughs> versus, shirts versus beards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dennis Gavin. Hi, everybody. I just want to firstly say I'm, I feel very comfortable to be in the garage, so I'm, I'm happy we're here. Good. Studios make me nervous. Studios are There's, like, suits walking around, studio heads. <laughs> <laughs> ATC, no. Yeah. No, it's, not, it's not like that. It's just Al Madrigal um, walking around in a I sarong. I know Al. Yeah, he usually wears a sarong and flip-flops. Hi, Al. <laughs> Al, actually, uh, we grew up together. I've known Al since we were in high school. No way. Yeah. Wow. Up in Northern California, in San Francisco area, he went to high school with a buddy of mine. I was going to uh, Tam High School in Mill Valley. He was in St. Ignatius High School in San Francisco. Mm. And I started doing some stand-up comedy, and he'd come to the shows, and he's like, I want to try that. And this is the advice I gave Al, and it pays off. I said, just do it. Wow. There you go. And then he did, and now he's really uh, had a nice career for himself. (laughs) (laughs) And he's doing great. And he owes it all to you. And I haven't heard from him in months. (laughs) (laughs) So Dennis Govins created Al Madrigal's comedy career. I did. Well done. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What else you been doing, buddy? What have you been going what's been going on? I've been doing a little more stand up. I don't do a whole lot of stand up, so I do that monthly show at the West Side Comedy Theater. You've done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great show. Every month I've been putting on it. Actually just yesterday Facebook told me was our uh, six year anniversary. Nice. Which is pretty crazy. Congrats. Yeah, every month mm-hmm. to do that, I did it with my friend Carrie Clifford, and then she got pregnant, had a baby, and bailed on me. And then I found another friend uh, named Lauren O'Brien, very funny comedian, and then she got pregnant and bailed on me. So then I just got two dudes to help out. That's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to get pregnant. Let's hope they don't get knocked up. We'll see. We can see. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if there's any women out there having a problem conceiving, they should just become your partner. They should be Right, yeah. Co-producer, yeah. I won't get them pregnant. Show slash... <laughs> they will get yeah. pregnant. Show slash fertility clinic. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was that way for a while with the women I would date. The next person they dated after me, they ended up marrying and having children with, so... I have a pretty good thing about You're a that primer. Too. I'm a primer. You, for you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. So if there are any ladies out there that want to get married really badly, come. We'll go on a few dates. And then... Uh, we'll put you in the right direction. You'll, you'll meet the guy Break up with dreams. me and then you'll fall in love. <laughs> Say something like, marriage and kids aren't for me, which is a true story. And then within a few months, be married with kids. That's always fun. Oh, they always they meet you and say, oh, I don't want to get married yeah. and have kids. And then well, they, no, they, yeah, this one woman did. Literally said that in the in the breakup. They always like, leave off the last two words with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I said, I was like, well, I, what made you think that was what I was looking for? And then within a year, she was married to a guy and pregnant. And I was like, all right, cool. All right. Well, thanks, yep. thanks for lying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so doing that and then just some commercials and uh, trying to write some stuff with a few different people. And that's it. Cool. So, yeah. Well, you got a lot of irons in the fire. Some irons in some mm-hmm. fires. They're not the hottest of fires, and they're not the <laughs> longest of irons. But they're going all right. But there's warmth. There is yes, warmth, there is indeed. Warmth. <laughs> there's smoke. <laughs> and I like movies. Always mm-hmm. have. I've listened to your podcast. I think it's very funny. Oh, thank you. I try not to listen to the spoilers unless I've actually seen it, yeah. because, you know, 
It's important not to get things well, let's, wrong. Uh, let's get into some movies, as let's a matter of fact. All right, what let's do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Now, I Michael was, Shannon, Matt Damon. Yep, we're a part of the cast, but both dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Good, come out. <laughs> uh, so this is one of those movies, I got to tell you, I was excited to see. I thought the trailer was fun. It really looked yeah. like a, you know, Steven Soderbergh I'm a fan of. I love Adam Driver and um, Daniel Craig, Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, all, it just looked like a really fun, light uh, movie. Um, it The movie itself never really got there, unfortunately. Yeah. It was the... It was a great trailer. Yeah, I've but, only seen the trailer. But when you uh, when you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, these jokes are few and far between, and most of them are in the trailer. Like some of the best scenes and sequences are actually you've oh. seen them in the trailer. Like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't pay off. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't go anywhere, and there's a lot of jokes that you think, well, that there's some opportunity for more humor there that just completely gets bypassed. Like, uh, like there's the one, uh, the one hillbilly who's like, you know, I know all the computers. I'm a computer, you know, I know all the Twitters, all of them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, cause they're looking for, it's a heist movie. Right. So they're looking for a computer expert. He never touches a computer through the entire film. I'm like, well then why, why, why do Not you need a computer? Not even jokingly, yeah. like, little like, check, 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 yeah, got it. Even like, uh, yeah, even <laughs> yes, something. I love that. Yeah. Click, 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 I'm in. Yeah, it's going to yeah, take yeah, a minute. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> I thought well, so, well, so that could have been kind of funny, you know, a hillbilly computer expert, but uh, <laughs> oh. it turns out never got near a computer, and so I don't even know why he was on the team because that's who they are asking for. We need a computer expert. <laughs> Do you think it's because I mean, St- I like Steven Soderbergh, but I mean, let's look at what's happened. <clears throat> he did Magic Mike. Um, Steven Soderbergh did Magic Mike. He did Magic Mike. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I didn't know uh, that. he did the movie Side Effects, which I thought was interesting. He did Contagion right. and Haywire. He did Haywire. Haywire Wait, was, was another movie that it was. I thought this would be a really cool action movie with Channing Tatum and I think Ronda Rousey, right? Yeah, and um, uh, and it just it, it never and Michael Fassbender, right? And it, again, it, it never quite got there. And this is you know, and I'm a, I'm a fan of his work. I mean, he's done some really interesting, amazing films. Yes. But um, th- this one, it was just like uh, it, it just it just felt flat. I guess is the best way to describe it. Really, like like when you you know you need better moments than the ones that are just in the trailers. Also, like he is so good at doing characters. Mm-hmm. Like for whatever reason here, like he we didn't get a good sense of all the characters. Like uh, like the big character moments are in the trailer. Like, well, no, there should be a lot more. I want to know more about Adam Driver's character and more about Daniel Craig's character and all these all this weirdness that to to all the all this what's going on. Like, you know, basically the movie is set up to be like a Hillbilly Ocean's 11. Right. Which uh, I'm on board. Sounds hilarious and fun and it felt like a Coen Brothers movie without the Coen Brothers. Right. Is really is really what it felt like. Well, the thing that's interesting is is Rebecca Blunt uh, is the is the writer, and she has no other credits than this. This is her. Hmm. It was a first time script. Yeah, first time screenwriter. Which everyone deserves to start somewhere, but I wonder if right. that is this part was of the problem. Part of the problem. She was trying to jump into something that wasn't. It's definitely mm. part of it for sure. Like it really feels like a little like it, it, the script could use it—a a punched up, a tightening, everything for sure. But also, some of the directing was flat too, and it shouldn't have been. Not not for someone like for Steven Soderbergh, uh, and also too, I just saw Adam Driver in uh, that movie Patterson, mm-hmm. where it was such a unique and interesting character study. Jim Jarmusch's movie. Oh, I love Jim Jarmusch. So uh, I'm I'm watching it, thinking, well, let me just at least get a taste of that character development, you know, in these characters here, even though I've obviously they're very different movies, but, uh, you just, it, it never dug deeper. It never got, um, to the point where this is kind of a cool, funny character driven caper, which is what it, it yeah. was advertised as. Uh, well, again, I never saw the film. I saw the preview and, and right. the preview made me think, I don't think I want to see this film. Oh, well, to so be you real the opposite honest. reaction. Well, I, I must yeah. have, I, 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 it's, it's funny you say that, Dennis. I had a similar reaction yeah. because I kind of felt like... So I'm the only one that got trailer fooled. Yeah, you, you, did. <laughs> you did. You did. I just, it looked like people doing big accents that maybe shouldn't be doing big accents and like really big character stuff. And it was like, it was that same thing of like, I And the trailer actually made me... Um, buy into it yeah. like buy into yeah. that world like like uh however i will say seth MacFarlane is in the movie 
and he is awful. He's doing like a cartoon character. Oh, I like, thought you were like, going to say like awful because the way you awesome, I, the way you built it yeah. up, like, I, was, I was expecting him <laughs> to not do well. And the way you said it was like, oh, wait, maybe he, and no, he's still no, awful. And it was, I, I mean, he like, like they made him up like, he's like a, a NASCAR driver, but they made him up like Doug Henning, oh, like God. this weird curly hair and the Which big would be mustache. funny if yeah. someone was like. But it was like, you know, obviously, since he does so many cartoons, like he's he's literally playing it as a cartoon character. Yeah. So he, compared to everyone else, he's completely over the top. Wow. Like, and and that's after seeing like, you know, Daniel Craig doing a giant, you know, southern accent. The reaction I had to this trailer was the reaction I had from I think Burn After Reading. Okay. Oh right. Where I was like, what Dennis just said. Good actors, but being too big, too over the top, too right. wacky. Mm-hmm. Not and and to where I just went. Eh, it's yeah. just hey, wouldn't it be funny if Daniel Craig did a hillbilly accent? Right, and that's all you had. Right, and there wasn't more to it. Yep, and that's unfortunately where we kind of went. Now, was it a terrible, unwatchable movie? No, I mean it wasn't. It, it was just it. It was yeah, I'm at sure best. It, had it was it had it had moments, but unfortunately, you saw a lot of them in the trailer. So it was uh, it was okay. And it's like but maybe that's it's the a, key. It's a good plane airplane movie. Yeah, it's a good uh, um, background something. You know, if you're doing something else in the background, or if it's uh, you know if it's free on cable or whatever. So it's like Talladega Nights meets Ocean's Eleven meets the and that's Junebug meets uh, <laughs> Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that's kind of what it was going for. Right. But all those pieces, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Let's put them all together. And I'm like, oh, but. It's not as cool as these other parts that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's proceed with caution. It's okay. It's it has not as good. Moments. Has entertaining moments, but like I said, you saw a lot of them in the trailer. Lower um, your expectations. Lower your expectations, and you'll definitely enjoy this movie a little bit more than I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go into now Dunkirk. So I yes. saw it when it came out a couple weeks yeah. back, and mm-hmm. but now both of you two gentlemen have seen it recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, what did you think of it? It blew my mind. I loved it. I saw it on uh, the what you call it, the Supermax, the IMAX seventy millimeter. Yeah, no, the XD down in um, oh, wow. by the by the oh, airport. Okay, totally on uh, Tightwad Tuesday. If you're if you live on the west side of Los Angeles, it's down there. Uh, Howard Hughes at Portland. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Six dollars for any movie, and I was like, cool. I went there on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, any movie all day long. But those ones, it was nine dollars to see, and I saw it on a matinee with a buddy, and we went in, and I knew what to kind of expect. It was beautifully shot, like breathtaking. The visuals of that movie and the sound are what rarely, I, I, that's what I remember the most. Like the story and everything was, was good. The characters were like, okay, I didn't really need much because it was so, so much action and movement. And it was like, I literally at a few points like looked over at my friend like, oh, like can we just breathe? There was never a moment of like, right. everything's chill, which is great. But it wasn't as violent as I thought it might be, and it wasn't as violent as uh, Saving Private Ryan, which right. I think is a no. good thing. Like I thought, people were like, "Oh, I don't want to see it; it's too violent." I said, "No, there's a shot in that movie." When can we spoiler alert? A little, not the ending, but I mean, no, well, but just of yeah. the of, of the plane. Lose. There's a plane involved. You know this of the plane flying was breathtaking. I like. Yeah. I get chills thinking about that shot and just the sound. My friend told me that the sound is going to stay with you. And I was like, yeah, whatever. He's kind of over dramatic. And I saw it. I was like, holy cow, this sound is so <laughs> well done. I don't know if it'll be best movie, but if it's not best cinematography, best editing, best sound design, best it's sound, get some, it's, uh, it's like nominations for sure. Ridiculous. It's definitely disease, best sound design. I really yeah. liked it as well. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. Yeah, me too. And um, I, what I found fascinating about this movie was that basically it was an, ex- an experimental war movie. Right, an experimental World War II film, and uh, here, here's what I also found really interesting: is when I first saw the trailer, uh, it was not the full trailer, the teaser, where it just showed all of the troops just kind of looking up. Yes, it looked like it had this weird hyper real, like all this computer generated effects, like it was going to be some weird hyper real experience, like. Uh, and it was actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. This movie was so grounded, and it had so many practical effects yeah. that it put you on the ground with these soldiers, or in yeah. the in the air, or in the sea with them. And it was just um, breathtaking, like you said, watching it yeah. on you know saw it in seventy millimeter film. Oh, and um, what I really liked about it was just every choice that he made, as mm-hmm. far as like what he's showing you. Uh, how horrifying you know war is like yeah. just even when you get on a boat you're not safe there's you know there's strafing there's torpedoes well, it starts and, with the guy yeah. having to find a quiet space for himself to relieve himself right 
right. the, the main kid. And that's what's so crazy is like you can't even take a moment no. To, no. to relieve and the, yourself. And the gunshots and everything, oh. it's like he intentionally made them loud, but they weren't like overly action movie yeah, loud to make right. it was like oh no this is what war sounds like yeah. especially world yeah. war ii with those weapons right and you don't see who's shooting at no. you that's the other thing you don't see any nazis in this movie no you saw that's, more nazis in charlottesville than point. in this film <laughs> yeah that's yeah, that's true <laughs> that's true and it was like the the counterpoint would be right i thought of raiders of the lost ark when you just said that because seeing that movie as a kid and the sound effects were so great, like the fight right. by the plane right. and the gun and everything, the sound was so right. cool. But to this, it's way more realistic, which I think is, makes it even more chilling and more impactful. The, the everything point. everything was grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was deliberate at, from the sound to the cinematography to the acting to the effects. And it was, a, you know, Christopher Nolan, you know, from what we've read, he's a control freak. He's going to yeah. control every single aspect of this film. But it... It has he, to be. It comes across. You felt like you were one of these young guys just trying to survive on the beach or the boat or in, in right. the air. Yeah. He, he, just, he put you there with them. Yeah. And that yeah. idea of like having to wait, just oh. wait patiently right. and hope for the best. And hope and, another plane doesn't come by. So yeah, exactly. Because so, I mean, I've just meeting you. I've known Graham for a while, but mm. I, I can tell you like movies. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing with trailers is this, like, Trailers drive me crazy because they show too much, especially yes. movies I want to see. Like this next movie we're going to talk about, I didn't watch the whole trailer because I was like, oh, this is something I want to see. Right. But that, wouldn't it have been amazing if the trailer just was Christopher Nolan's this and it was that shot of them in the boat, you said the teaser. Right. Just show that in the movie theater. Right. Just show that. That's enough to make me go like, oh, I want to see that as opposed to like, then this happens and that happens. Like this, you know, these trailers, it's just yeah, like, studio, I don't have to see it. The studio marketing departments would have heart attacks. Yeah, but why? I don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> but no, that it's a good point though because the first trailer that came out last year for Dunkirk was 60 seconds long and it was gripping. Yeah. It and that made like, me want to see it. That was it. I saw that in like Gives me November, a little chills. Yeah. and I went, okay, I'm in. Yeah. That's it. I don't, need I don't want to see anything else. I don't want to talk about it. I want to see that movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So that was my big you, are yeah. you Dennis, are you, do you like uh, Nolan's movies in general? Yes. Memento, Memento is still like that movie. I must have watched that 10 times. Mm-hmm. Like that one. His Batman movie was maybe the best action movie, mm-hmm. I think. Personally, um, I don't know what else did he do. Interstellar. Interstellar, I don't think I've seen. Interstellar is oh, really wait, good. Is that with George Clooney? No, no that's no, gravity. That's gravity. Interstellar, I was think the I Matthew saw. Matthew McConaughey one where there's like sort of the. Nope, I never saw and that. And yeah. Michael Caine was in that one. Too. Yeah. Uh, well, that was that one good? Is it good? If, if okay. If you're a Nolan yeah. fan, yeah. I think you. I, I split with Nolan fans on Inception. Everyone loved it, and yeah. I was like, it didn't. Oh, really? I liked me. Inception. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I smoke weed. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> you know, you live in California, right? It's not yeah. a weird yeah. thing. No, it's legal. <laughs> Inception. Gives a shit. I think I saw Inception two, three times for that reason alone to be like, wait, what? <laughs> oh wait I still don't get it I do love how people that smoke weed still think it's this secret thing they gotta <laughs> yeah. keep hidden where it's especially like, in California can I say that are we allowed to weed? say that can you say what in a place where it's completely legal <laughs> where I, yes. I have a card everybody and it's January where? 1st it's recreational marijuana is 100% legal unless people get in the way of that and you know who I'm talking about, Jeffrey Beauregard, <laughs> Davidson, whatever his fucking name is. Um, but yeah, so his movies are beautiful. So I, I would think if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, go see it in the movie theater, please. Yeah, yes. yeah, you do can. not rent it. Do not do that. This is when you spend money and try to find the cheap one like I did. Yeah. But like it's where I would have paid eleven dollars for that mm-hmm. i saw it in uh the, the chinese theater where it's like oh. a 25 dollar ticket or something yeah. like right, that. right. And it's, it is it's worth it and that's it even was, without uh 3d oh, it was it's imax <laughs> and it was gri- i was like i was gripping the seat the entire yeah. film yeah it was insane that one yeah, scene it's, it's it's not it's dialogue light yeah it's really it you know it plays with time timeline it does all these experimental things but it does it in a way that uh you know, you're never really lost on what the filmmaker's trying to show you. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, all right, so let's yes. talk about the next movie, uh, Wind River. Now, before you get started on seeing this movie, Graham, I have to know, any similarities between Val Kilmer's Thunderheart <laughs> and uh, and this movie? <laughs> They both have Graham Green. <laughs> that's the six should be six, de- six degrees of separation. An FBI Green. agent coming to solve a murder. Right. 
So um, this is on an Indian reservation, it, it, it which is, is taboo. Um, this movie is really good. It's so it's 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 Taylor Sheridan uh, writes and directs this, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of based um, on some actual things that are happening. Um, the film, uh, you know, it took forty days to make. Um, That's it. They shot it. Yeah, they shot it in uh, Park City, Utah, and then of course it premiered at Sundance. And this is—I didn't know this, but this is Taylor Sheridan's final installment of what he calls his uh, thematic American Frontier trilogy. Sicario and Heller High Water were the first two, <laughs> so right. it's like holy what? shit! Wow. And you want to show the grittiness and spending a lot of time on the plains of this country, yeah, and all of these sort of um, wow, that's funny underbellies. Uh, What the movie? So it's um, God, just it's 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 so it's so much to process. I want to see it. Yeah, this one. I you 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 asked me if I'd seen it. I didn't see it. And like I said, I went to watch the trailer, and about thirty seconds into the trailer, I was like, oh no. Oh, I want to see this movie. It's intense. And so so what happens? Jeremy Renner is a um he works for Fish and Wildlife. He's a tracker. So the movie starts out, you know, and they're in Wyoming. It takes place in even though they shot it in Utah, it takes place mm. in Wyoming. And, you know, that's part of your job. A bunch yeah. of coyotes start eating people's cattle or whatever. You gotta go track them and hunt them and right. and um while he's tracking, he comes across a dead body of a native a young Native American woman and he knows her. Mm-hmm. And um, so Graham Greene is the tribal police. He's the sheriff there. And, you know, there's six cops yeah, to the- cover a reservation the size of Rhode Island, they say. Right. And um, they got to get an FBI. And the only one they can get is uh, Ashley Olsen. Right. Well, excuse me, Elizabeth Olsen. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only one of the t- two twin Wait, partners. <laughs> Where's your partner? Was she believable <laughs> as uh, an FBI agent? Well, it, it was believable in how they portrayed her as what, what one of the things they were doing in the in the casting of her was showing how remote this region is and how they don't nobody gives a shit. So she yeah. was like, I, I flew here from Vegas and I don't have any winter clothes. And they're like, you're the FBI agent they sent. Right, she's yeah. like, uh, you Do know, they, like, does she ever say how long she's been working? Or, yeah, yeah, not doesn't seem like, like she's been working it for the, I mean, she, yeah. you see, she's, she is convincing as terms of, oh, she's an FBI agent. She's been trained, you know, she graduated from Quantico, so that's right. not easy. Um, but, um, she, uh, but it's, it, it's believable in that she's just like, thrust into this situation and doesn't know what the fuck she's in, in terms of like, she's an FBI, but she's used to like showing up at a crime scene and there's right. a whole bunch, there's the state police and, mm. and there's just like this one sheriff and a tracker. Right. Right. And she's like, oh, man. you know, we gotta go, we gotta, and she's like, well, we need to do this and this. And Jeremy Renner's like, actually, no, we need to go follow the tracks because the storm's coming. And if the storm blows up then that there's our evidence it's gone yeah. and she's like um uh okay take me there you know like she's doing her best did they get her some uggs at least they did <laughs> <laughs> well it's very i mean um you know the the way i don't want to spoil too much but there's a general store for her to gear up okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not some fucking sitcom like <laughs> Is there a Native Are you guys American? really that? Like, how does she find a gear? Yeah. Like, no one living there would have extra warm stuff. I wouldn't, how would they I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so, Graham. I'm trying one, to get one, to the bottom. One pair of Uggs per person. Yeah. So, yeah, Uggs. A lot of people wearing Uggs, and they're like most brutal. Uh, she pulls out her pink Uggs. Finally, a reason to wear these. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dazzle. I, I just can't get them wet. Yeah. yeah. Juicy on them. And. Uh. No, they don't do any of that stupid crap of like, yeah. where's there a Starbucks? Like no. she's just mm-hmm. like, all right, I know I'm out in the. I was sent here. This, I'm an FBI agent. Yeah. This is my job and this is my protocol. But some of this doesn't apply here. Right. right. And what do I do? So it is for me. It was believable, and it's sort of, I guess, somewhat based on a true story. That then Jeremy Renner's like, we got to find what happened and why this woman ran. They're like, where's the nearest law? And she starts the great. The good thing is she does good. You see her that she's a she's a, a good detective. She's like, well, where's the nearest location? Where did this woman come from? She clearly has mm-hmm. been 
assaulted. So where? And they're like, well, the nearest thing is this camp that's three miles away, and then there's this other one that's like five miles right. away. And it's like, so this woman ran in the snow for five miles. Let's figure out why. Wow. And Jeremy Renner, early on, it's shown he's he's divorced. His wife is Native American. They have a son, and they had a daughter that went that went that they lost. So that's why there's all this immediate Connection, tension yeah. between him and his ex wife. They like mm-hmm. they couldn't get over the loss of a child, um, and so that colors this whole investigation and the investigation is really, it's really compelling and it's really intense and interesting. Um, the ending is, um, let's not talk about that. Yeah. It gets a little crazy, but, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you know, um, does it involve spirit animals? (laughs) No, Captain Stereotype. They don't do this. They don't do a rain dance. They don't. Is there a sweat lodge? Yeah, there's a sweat. Sure, Chris. It's all. That's that episode of the Brady Bunch. That's exactly what happened. Wait, in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like they, um, they, part of what they do is they're showing this is real life on the reservation. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a serious drug problem on the reservation. There's, there's, and one of the th- statistics they go into in this film is, and this is the thing is like I want to do a documentary on this. Native American women go missing all the time, and it's the only uh, ethnic group where there's no statistics. Jesus, they really? just don't know. You like they just, it just yeah exactly, Good and God. it's just like. And you see this, and you why see, is that? Why are there no statistics? Because they're more marginalized. That's, that's, than that's, yeah. Nobody can. They're, they're their most marginalized section of this <sighs> of this country. Crazy. We came and Be- stole their land, put them on reservations, and gave them their own government and police, yeah. and said, "Who gives a shit?" And didn't give them funding. We gave them right. dirty mean, blankets before that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> they, smallpox. That's, yeah, that's why it's like you here, here. You have six cops for this giant region. Right. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, that's right. part of this whole. In this specific investigation, Taylor Sheridan is showing, look at how fucking unfair this is right. and how brutal this is. They're just like, you know, and, and oh, we got to go to, you know, do you have a forensics team? I mean, yeah, but, you know, kind of, you know, it's, it's just like, it's a lot of that. We've got, so, there's Larry's got a kit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, there's like, you so, and, and how tough it is and and like jeremy renner has this great line you know um some elizabeth olsen goes wow i guess we got lucky and he goes there's no luck out here he goes do you think um the wolf that gets the unlucky deer no the wolf gets the weak one oh, wow. the weak yeah. deer get killed not the unlucky ones right. so he's like there's no luck out here man he goes luck's for the big cities <laughs> you know, and he and it was like, and you see how hard the living is and everything. It's it's a really fantastic movie, and you know, I love I love Taylor Sheridan and Julia Jones is in there. She plays uh, his ex wife. She's in Twilight. I heard uh, Elizabeth Olsen experienced snow blindness while shooting the film too. Yeah, I mean, you know, she has to like get on the back of a snowmobile, and they're like, well, it's a. 30 minute ride on a snowmobile to go up to the top of this ridge to track the, you know, and it's just insane. Wow. Um, and so hopefully your gun doesn't jam in the cold. It's, it's all this stuff. So it's, it's really, um, it's a profound movie. Jeremy Renner. I was just watching these scenes and I'm just like, I've always liked him, but I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like he's not really good. He's not like matinee good looking. No, he's just right. an amazing actor and he's so understated and he's this. Well, it's interesting that we're getting all these smaller movies right in August. Like August used to be, no, it's still part of the summer. You're still, we're still going to have some big movies uh, like summer blockbuster stuff, but we're, we haven't been really. This is an Oscar film. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting that studios are going, well, let's try to shake up instead of dumping everything. Yeah. Where there's like ten Oscar movies a week coming out or whatever in November, let's right. sprinkle them in late summer. Oh, I like that idea, and it's great because yeah. look, we're, look at Dunkirk. Dunkirk was fan. Dunkirk's mm-hmm. an Oscar movie. This is an Oscar movie, um, and there's a lot of great little smaller parts in here, and it's it's really um, well, small world, guys. I actually worked with Jeremy Renner. Really? Like really? 20 years ago or so, eight, like a long time ago, maybe the second commercial I ever did. Did you tell him he should just do it? <clears throat> I was like, this good, just do it. Much like Al and much like women who date me then go on to bigger and better things. 
Uh, <laughs> if you if you're an actor out there you, and you want to become really ad? really famous you're and you want to become a thing, get me in a commercial with you. Uh, no, we did a Coors Light commercial, and you can look it up. It's actually a pretty good spot um, where it's called Bachelor Party, and he and I we're in the stands of a bachelor party, and we're ordering beers, and he's like the main dude, and I'm the sidekick guy to the. There's the guy getting married, and then Jeremy's budding. We're kind of you know rassing him and stuff, and then it cuts to me, and I say I told myself I wasn't going to cry like this thing. And uh, we did it. I hung out with him all day. Thought he was a real nice guy. Good dude. Great actor. I mean, like, literally, you could tell him, like, oh, this guy's better than everyone here. Like, back then, I was like, oh, he's a good actor. And then a couple years later, I saw him in something. I was like, holy shit, good for him. Then a couple years later, I was like, oh, my God. Then the Hurt Locker and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you're... You're a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> You're a movie star. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of crazy. He's a really good dude. I'm always happy to see him. It's one of those weird connections that I have, but like, mm -hmm. couldn't be happier for the guy. Really I mean, happy yeah, for Yeah, you saw him in little things like 28 weeks later. Yeah. You know, he just, was in like, and like it? TV shows. Like, he would be what, on a, like a, on a CSI reality? or something. Wasn't he on like a reality show a long time ago, too? Like, uh, like about following around actors like on bravo maybe so yeah i wouldn't be surprised life, i, I remember uh, uh stephanie wilder taylor because she she watches all those shows she's like no i remember him from uh from uh you know one of those bravo shows i mean he did a lot of things he was on scene he was senior trip he played mark dags d'agostino in yeah. 1995 <laughs> you know it's yeah. like he did he was in the swat movie he was on yeah swat uh mm -hmm. you know he was in lords of dogtown Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like, and then you're right. Then it's the Hurt Locker. Yeah, the Hurt Locker um, changed. That the the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Um, he doesn't have a huge part in that movie, but that's a really cool movie. And mm -hmm. he's he's very interesting in that. And then it's obviously the Hurt Locker was the movie where they went, oh, yeah. right. That was the thing. And then he was great in the town. And then all of a sudden he's playing Hawkeye. And there right. you go. Yeah. Um, Big movie star now. Big yep. movie star. But this, the thing that... that, that um, is interesting about this is it sheds some light into life on the reservation as it actually is. Yeah. Um, and there's fantastic performances and um, I, I think we're going to see some nominations come out of this film. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so it's great. I'd like to see that. I want to see that soon. All right. So let's, uh, we have, oh, I'll say this real quick. Oh, go ahead. It is worth seeing on the big screen because Taylor Sheridan does some great sweeping landscape yeah. of the vastness of, you know, well, this is actually Utah, but it's supposed to be Wyoming and everything. Right, right. So there is, there is, the, the, and the intensity of this movie, because he's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Utah can pass for Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there when, are when certain movies. At mountains and yeah. snow. <laughs> when you guys saw Baby Driver, did Edgar Wright do a little thing before the, the movie screened, talking about thanking the audience for being there and seeing it on the big screen? How no, it was intended. Uh -uh. It was kind of weird. It was like this little short that played before I saw that oh, movie. Cool. And I was like, yes, there are certain movies that I totally think need to be seen on the cool. big screen. Yeah, for sure. So check it out. Do it. Um, so now we have, uh, we're going to talk about Patreon for a little bit. We have our Patreon ad, Frightfully Uninformed, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Frightfullyuninformed.com. That is the $50 Patreon uh, ad tier. So one of the things you guys get at the Patreon, if you go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds, uh, there's a button on our comedyfilmers.com. You can you can get your thing, uh, your company, or whatever you want to support for fifty dollars right. a month. Your website. Um, you can get swag, you can get T-shirts and posters and whatever else. You can just support for as little as a dollar, two dollars a month. Yep, it all helps. It all helps. So um, really appreciate what you guys are doing and how you're supporting the show and you're helping us grow and do bigger and better things. Yep. And let's mention uh, we're going to do a very special uh, episode for the Patreon subscribers. Yes. The pa we're, so we're gonna, you're going to get the Neil bonus episode that we do every month. Yes. But we're also, Chris and I are just going to talk about um, our we're, favorite Marvel TV shows like Netflix. Yes. And, we're we're going to do a free forum episode. Yeah. We do, we're not really, I know it's not film, but, right. we, but we both <laughs> love, because The Defenders just came out. Yes. And we mm -hmm. both just started watching that. How on, is it? On Netflix. So far, so good. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. So, um, yeah. So that'll be on the Patreon, uh, the bonus audio level. Um, is that a $10? I think it's $5. Oh, five. $5 oh, a month you get hello. bonus. So we're going to give you an extra. You usually get one bonus audio, but now we're going to get two this month. Mm. How about it? How's that sound? That's pretty sweet. Isn't that fantastic? Oh. Sounds pretty good to me. All right. Let's talk about some trailers. Let's do it. Now, let's talk about Molly's Game. This is the Jessica Chastain, Aaron Sorkin film. Based on a true story. Uh, based on a true story, and it's very Aaron Sorkin-y. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fast talking. <laughs> yep. 
and uh, you know a lot of wordplay, word sparring, as it were. Word, wordery. <laughs> Words. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin wordery. It's based on Molly, the actual woman Molly Bloom. It's based on her book. It's it's a it's a based on a true story. Um, she's, you know, Molly Bloom started this high stakes, uh, poker game, poker right? game with big time celebrities and the, uh, you know, the FBI tags yeah. her and does she give up their names? Does she not? And, mm-hmm. and all of the shenanigans involving that. It looks interesting. It looks I mean. good. I, that was mm-hmm. one where I like wanted to stop watching it cause I was like, Oh, this is a movie I want to see. Even though John Malkovich isn't in it playing a Russian, um, he, should be, he needs to be in every movie about poker. I playing. will uh, splash the pot whenever the fuck. He's eating the Oreos. You have my money? You give me my money? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I, I just watched Rounders. I could watch that movie. Yeah. There's such great poker it lines. Is, is, Edward Norton was talking stuff. to John Turturro. That's right, Kanish. You keep grinding it out. It's noble work you're doing. <laughs> anyway, this yeah. movie looks fun. It does. It looks good. And the next movie is Rememory. This is the Peter Dinklage movie. Uh, this I thought this was an error in the trailer editing when the Google Play <laughs> logo came up. Uh, turns out it is premiering first on Google Play. Now, we're, we're discussing this when we were watching the trailer. So mm-hmm. is that because the movie's awful, or is this this new era of... The, everyone's looking for exclusive content, so they're like, we're going to spend the money. Yes. We've <laughs> <laughs> we, we just spent a lot of I money think, on some yeah. bad exclusive yes. content. Yeah, I think the answer is yes. This movie looks awful, uh, and also it is an exclusive to a uh, new platform. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I really think it is we're getting into content wars pretty much, but there's only so much good content that's uh, that's being created. The the other thing too that um, I've been reading about is not only are the content creators kind of getting pilfered away from studio the traditional studios by these streaming companies, uh, it's also the executives. Like say if you have an executive at Fox, now all of a sudden Netflix, well we'll pay you more to be an executive over here. They're losing their executive talent too. Mm. My question is. You know, as I look at my own habits, and not that my own habits are definitive of everybody, obviously, but I'm just like, oh, there's this thing that looks awesome, but you have to get it exclusively on this platform and spend this extra month. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got, ne- I, you know, I got Netflix and Amazon. There's and only TV. so much that we're gonna do, right? right? Like, yeah. I feel like everyone has two. They'll yeah, have like right. Hulu and Amazon, or right. Amazon and Netflix. We have or, Amazon and Netflix. There you go. Yeah, we have our two, but but also, and Amazon's hard to watch movies on. To be I, I, now that. I click on that. I paid my money, and now they're saying, "Oh, you need to download that or pay for it on your computer." Like I have it through my TV, right? And I'm trying to watch a movie, and then it said, "Go to the website and pay for it." And that you might need an is enough for me to be like, "No, that's, I'm not yeah, going to do it." That that sounds so they lost out on that. <laughs> but it's true because it's like <laughs> what they're doing is they'll have one marquee thing that they think everyone's going to want to see, and then that launches the service a great example is cbs all access like they have the new star trek show is going to be on there but is that enough for me to buy an entire new service is one show what do i what else do i need from cbs what else am i going to get i'm granted i'll get the back catalog of things but it's like (gasps) you you mean like the first season of two and a half men yeah, <laughs> if, if you're lucky. You know, network yeah, TV, no, what yeah. does network TV have? So I really think there's going to be at a point where, um, you know, people aren't going to buy into a new service just from one or two things that they like. They're going to wait until it's available, like either on Amazon or DVD. Because look, when you look at things like, uh, um, even like we're going to be talking about the Marvel shows later, you know, those eventually, if you don't have Netflix... You can get them on DVDs. You know, the other thing too, like hmm. there's enough good content on Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix to go. I'm good. I, why do I need to spend right. more money on a CBS thing right. or no. Google Play or why do I why? Or, or yeah, or, or you just wait for it to become into like another um, medium, like uh, like okay, well I'll get the DVDs or I'll you know I'll I'll buy the season a, a different way. Well, I remember when I when I you know I had cable and then I cut it. And was like cord oh, cutter, cord cutter, and mm-hmm. I was like, and Mad Men was still on the air. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss Mad Men. And I go, no, I'm gonna wait six months and binge it on Netflix. Yeah. Yep, that's what I did. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then they they even did it like uh, where they were really trying to get your money because they did Netflix is like, well, yeah, there's the last season, but we're gonna split it up. We're only going to give you half the oh, season, yeah, that's and then, uh, and then uh, we'll give it to us to you later. Because come on, come on! I think you'll get frustrated enough that you'll buy it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I nope, I waited them out as well. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I can other wait. Shit, I can do. Like, yeah. 
So, so in, in clu- conclusion, rememory. In conclusion, rememory is a... Uh, rememoring not uh, to watch it. Yeah, when I, no, no. <laughs> rememoring me not to watch yeah. it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Peter Dinklage looks like he does a fine job in it, but it's like it's the, the concept just looks goofy, and, you know, it, everyone seems to be taking it way too seriously. It looks like that goofy movie that Johnny Depp did a couple years back where they recreated his brain on a computer, and they, his, oh, yeah. his, Johnny Depp's computer brain went crazy or something. What was that called? Like, Superject? It, it was some yeah. term, right? Hi, like, some ter- computer term. Um. Yeah. Oh, I don't, premise. I, yeah. I, I remember what movie you're talking about. Like, you know, brainwave not or something. Neck, yeah. Like yeah, not neuromancer. Whack job. Yeah. Here's a um, <laughs> paycheck. Tweeted at us uh, on uh, <laughs> com- at comedyfilmnerds.com. The name Freejack sounds familiar. Free. Yeah. It might Wasn't be that the. Free Jack City. Wasn't that the Mick? Wasn't that the Mick Jagger movie? Free Jack from like the 1987 or something. So um, yeah, Rememory is uh, you know somebody creates a machine that um, you know you can record memories and then they get killed and he's trying to solve the murder with these weird. Um, figurines yeah. that he puts on his desk. Like, well, it, came, like, it was like a black wow, mirror. How did, you, how did you make figurines that all look like the suspects? That's Trans- interesting. Transcendence. Transcendence. Nice. Okay. Close to free jack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so let's get to you. Want to get to DVDs and Blu-rays? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. This Saw is, it. Uh, yep. Did really, you like? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, what I don't really like about movie. it. It's about 15, 20 minutes too long. It's mm-hmm. a little long, and there were a few too many slow motion movie music video scenes. Whereas, like, I like the soundtrack. I know it. I, I get what you're doing. But, like, I don't need to see another slow motion of each character going through a slow motion walk and things. <laughs> but other than that, I, I really liked it. Yeah. I thought Bautista movie. was one of the funniest characters of any movie I've seen in a very long time. He was really funny. In that he movie, was yeah. amazingly funny. He was funny. really good. I saw this in uh, 3D and was like, wow, I'm not a, as I've said before, numerous times on the show, I'm not a huge 3D fan, but the mm-hmm. use of 3D for this movie was, it good? was great. When that thing went, <laughs> oh yeah, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. actually those, I w- and probably had I not seen it in 3D, I might have had the same reaction you had, Dennis, yeah. of going, oh, it's a little too long. But because those slow-mo things in 3D were so oh, we're like... Coming at you. Were so captivating, yeah, I right. was I was on board with it. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is a fun cool. movie. I love the first one. This yep. is a fun film. So It yeah. definitely was. I mean, I definitely liked the first one better, but I still enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. This was a still fun film for sure. Uh, site Spotlight and the fan feedback. Uh, we have the weekly film news, and we'll be getting Neil in person uh, coming up uh, tonight. And uh, that will be released strictly for the uh, Patreon subscribers. Uh-huh. Two bonuses for the Patreon yeah. this week. What level is Neil at? Is he at the 10 or the 5? He's the 5. He's the 5? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. <laughs> Step it up, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Neil. All right. Whatever it is, it's worth it. Okay. So <laughs> we'll put it that way. <laughs> So wherever Neil is, he is worth more than uh, more than your money. He is um, also been writing the columns on the site. You get them every week, and there's a lot of interesting film news that he puts in there. Um, there's a really interesting um, notation he put in about um, Ben Affleck maybe not be doing Batman anymore. Oh, please! Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but coming from the mouth of his brother, like Casey mm. Affleck, like it's almost like secondhand. Like we're not really mm. sure. So that's kind of in the rumor mill. Like is Ben Affleck done with Batman? I mean, it's it's funny how he's slowly distancing himself from the character and the movie. Like originally, he was going to star, write, and direct the Batman movie. Then he's mm. like, well, now he's not directing it. Now they're starting with a new script, and now it's like every every piece just starts to fall away. Five dollars is the bonus audio. Ten dollars is uh, five dollars is bonus audio. That's the bonus clip. Ten dollars. I'm sorry. Ten dollars a month. You get the special episode. So, uh, what was the fifty dollar thing you said? That's oh, that's for an ad. Ad read. Oh, we get to do an ad read. Wow. So for five dollars, you get the bonus audio, which is just the two the two minute like movie recommendation from a fan. And at the $10 level, you get the actual full bonus uh, one secret podcast episode a month. This month, you'll get two, plus all the other rewards. I mean, like five bucks. It's gotcha. like really like a dollar, really. You just do it. Yeah. Get the so tenner. It's, it's 10 bucks a month. Do it. Yeah. Come on. So, uh, and you get all the bonus uh, video, too. Yep. You get the bonus video. All right. We're trying to make those uh, tiers more valuable for you guys. So, okay. Now, let's talk about, um, we got some great feedback um, 
on the Twitter feed. I know you guys have been really enjoying the last couple episodes. Uh, you guys had some uh, great comments. I want to thank the um, the fans, too. You guys have been really uh, letting me know about Conversations from the Abyss. You guys, that's the scripted podcast that uh, we started. And you guys have been subscribing. You guys have been make sure you write reviews. We really That really helps. But I appreciate the love that you've been giving us through Twitter. Uh, thank you so much. The first episode has dropped with Rick Overton and Janeth Wilson called The Devil You Don't Know about a single mother who tries to sell her soul to the devil. And two uh, so, like, yeah, yeah, literally two wonderful they're, they're human great beings together and too. great actors. And yeah. yeah. So please subscribe and write reviews so it'll start tracking in iTunes. And I want to thank you guys for the uh, lovely tweets and feedback for the show so far. Awesome. Thanks for supporting a uh, conversation from the abyss, guys. Um, and then um, coming out this week, Birth of the Dragon. Yeah, this is the movie. Remember the movie we were talking about where it was like, well, what, what is this? Is this the, some kind of Bruce Lee story? Oh. And then we got the story from uh, Rick Myers where it was nothing like that. It was about like another actor and Bruce Lee, the character playing Bruce Lee, like is barely in it. or something. We got some weird backstory from Rick and we talked about it. It was on the, uh, uh, we talked about it on the special Comic-Con podcast. Yeah. And uh, it was this crazy backstory where this movie like got buried, and it's not at all what the trailer makes it appear to be. So I don't know what's going on with this movie. It's it's um, yeah. I I don't I'm not, <laughs> I don't know either. I saw the trailer and I'm just like I'm trying to figure this film out, but right. I think I'm going to see it anyway because it just has a, something to do with Bruce. But Lee. that would be right? a cool <laughs> movie, like to make a, a the behind the scenes movie about making Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Or whatever the first one was. Uh-huh. That would be. Would be such a cool film. That would be that'd be a great movie. Let's write it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's really um So I remember when we saw this trailer, what it is, is basically um while he's making that movie, there's this there's this there's this classic t- story of Bruce Lee having to fight an actual dude because the the masters from China didn't want him get, teaching Westerners kung fu, oh, right. right? So he had to fight to defend that, and there's that's been told several different ways. It was told in the movie Dragon that came out in the nineties, yeah. And this is, um, yeah. So it's it's I think this movie focuses more on that and a little bit about making Enter the Dragon, but hmm. it's. Um, it takes place while he was in San Francisco. Right. Oh. So, you know. I mean, yeah, maybe he meets his wife. See, that's a movie there. Yeah. That's, I've seen that before, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, and if, Graham, if for some reason you don't get to go see this movie, I'm really curious to hear if the fans have seen it. If you guys uh, email us and let us know how this movie is. Because it's, uh, it's kind of a bit of a mystery on this movie. Uh, the next movie is The Villainess. Now, this is the movie we also saw at... Uh, the Kung Fu movie extravaganza right. on uh, at Comic Con, and we saw the first like five ten minutes of it, which was this weird like hardcore Henry first person shooter. Mm. Oh, it's uh, insane! This POV, is a Korean filmmaker. Yeah, uh, shot of Young just Gil like Jung. of just like this woman just going and just cleaning house raid style. Wow. Uh, so, and, but, and that's how the movie starts. Do you see her or no? You're no, not her, yeah. at the beginning. You just see her at the end of that sequence. Yeah. The per- yeah, it's from mm-hmm. her. Per- it's from her perspective. Right. It's it's nuts. It looks yeah. It's the it's the raid. It's mm-hmm. it's you know battle royale ish meets right. the raid or something. Yeah. It's right. insane. So it looks. I'd love to see it. So it's it's a very martial arty uh, release weekend. Big martial art release mm-hmm. weekend, guys. Get to your local dojo and mm-hmm. uh, and check it out. It's actually a good time too to get your gi all cleaned your, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iron your gi, guys, and get to, out there to catch up on some of these other movies too. If you haven't, you know, seen uh, Wind River or Dunkirk, you may want to check those out. Yeah, oh, sure. please do because they're because they're still in the movie both on the yes. screen. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And, and see Logan Lucky on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Oh, I, Dennis Gubbins, where can... Well, I was just going to... I have my top 100 favorite movies of all time. I thought we'd go through those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting uh, at number 100. You can More see me. Um, I'll be auditioning for commercials probably at 200 South La Brea next week. <laughs> uh, maybe over in the valley somewhere, too. Um, my monthly show, West Side Comedy Theater. 
Uh, Westsidecomedy.com is every second Thursday of the month. Graham's done it. It's We've had show. we get some big drop in people, but we also get a lot of funny people that are on their way up that are really good. Great bar. Uh, the the, the Westside Comedy Theater is a great little. It's a great in general, just go there every Thursday night's a different stand up show, and every Saturday night's a stand up show, and then they have improv shows. I've done improv there too. Great shows, really good people, and a great place to learn and study. Yeah, and it's also it's right off the promenade, so yep. like you can take the the expo line there. Oh now. my god, it's there, crazy! It's right, it's a block, two blocks away. It's fantastic. So yeah. it's it's really uh, I, I love that theater. Yep, and there's really good beer and wine and. Uh, Good water. Um, <laughs> really solid water, guys. Real nice water there. Can't go wrong. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's Where it for me. Where can people follow you on the Twitter? Do you have a Twitter? I very rarely Twitter, and I want to change my name. My name used to be at dgubs, which is what is my Instagram, but I changed it for this video game thing I did, and it's gubtron43, which is my Xbox handle. And I very rarely tweet, and if I do, it's usually directed at our president. So which pains me to even say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can check me out on Facebook and my Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, guys. We'll support live comedy. Support live comedy <laughs> and uh, Dennis's Xbox handle. Yes. Um, Friend him on Xbox. Oh, and then yeah. Sundays around 10, 30, 11 in Santa Monica playing volleyball with you. Yeah, yeah if you want to see us play volleyball with a bunch of volleyball is writers a and <laughs> comedians. we got to get Andy Kindler out there again. It's a whole different level when he's involved. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, thanks guys. Obviously like, and subscribe, especially conversation from the abyss. Get that, you know, promote that. Please do share it on your social media. If you Mm -hmm. like it, uh, go to the Patreon and, and support the show and, uh, support us in the store. We always say, you know, at least spend $20 a year with us. Right. Uh, I know, I know we have a, uh, a blackout right now on earbuds because it's coming out on September 12th for the distributor, but there's, uh, other stuff to buy in the store for sure. We, there's the comedy film nerds guide to movies. Uh There's t-shirts. There's all sorts of other stuff that we have there. September 12th. September 12th. Available. Everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, yeah. uh, DirecTV. Um, oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. Everywhere. Comcast, Time Warner Cable, uh, Amazon, TV. everywhere. Everywhere. Awesome. So mm-hmm. you can get earbuds uh, anywhere starting September 12th, though. So that's going to be really cool. Right on, uh, guys. Good job. Thank you. Well, that's our show. Dennis Gubbins, thank you so thank much for you. being on. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.